let's go tickle monster. <laughs> yep. That's an odd, odd statement. Let's go tickle monster. Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. All right, welcome to another podcast, Mr. Alan Bush. Right on. That oh. is my name, and your name is Jason Cradman. That is. Yes. I kind of like that. Maybe we should introduce the other person rather than <laughs> us introducing ourselves. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's got, yeah. Because people always trust somebody when it's somebody else talking. Yeah, that's true. So huh. maybe I... Think about ta- that. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. But it's better when you're alive and you can point to the person. This is that's Jason Cradman. That's true. That's a good idea. So I'm going to switch it up today. Oh, okay. I know. I did this like way back yeah. where I totally changed the format and I, <laughs> I said I live on the edge. I'm just yeah. I'm one of those dangerous type of people. You know, that's that's why my wife married me is because I live on the, on edge, the edge and I'm dangerous. Harley Davidson. Yeah, I got a, I got a leather jacket. And, you know. <laughs> it's the opposite of what yeah. you <laughs> Where's my bow tie? Yeah. I'm not that. Well, I am pretty straight laced, but yeah. So, but anyways, I decided to switch it up a little bit. Okay. Hopefully you can, you know, follow along and those out there can follow along because of this drastic change. Sure. It is quite drastic. <laughs> Basically, we're going to start out with a quote. Oh, starting with a quote. Today. Yeah, we're going to start with a quote instead okay. of finish with a quote. Great. I okay. like to switch it up. I'm crazy. I live on the edge. You're right. That's of course. what I like to do. Yes. We so know we're going to start you. with a quote. <laughs> You're a cliffhanger. And this one is by Harry Truman. Cool. Yeah. You're gonna, and, you, and don't ask me the same question about where I got this. I, I get I know this from my this. secret. Where? From Harry Truman. Well, that's true. <laughs> I do have the bat phone yeah. or the dial right Harry, in. Harry chimed in from the grave. And then we're going to go into the battlefield. Oh, okay. We haven't done we brought, Yeah, we while. haven't done the battlefield yeah. in a while. I wanted to bring that back. Yeah. Um, and why? Because I witnessed this, not with my children, but with another child oh, in the were you store. Were at Walmart at all? Uh, I won't say Walmart, but it was a, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a store-like Walmart. Okay, yeah. So and you I, see it I did see this. A lot of battles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about stuff to do. Cool. Um, yeah, just to like, you know, how to pass the time, how to do something fun, something with your child that, uh, you know, allows you to connect or just, you know, spend some time with them. Sure. And then we got Supercharge. And of course, Supercharge is our uh, recommendations for products, something we see that's cool. Um, so we'll go into something that this is actually something that I have with my kids and okay. uh, that we've used. And, and it relates to monsters, apparently. It does relate to monsters, <laughs> but it's positive monsters. Sure. And then we will uh, run a segment called Light Her Fire. Mm-hmm. And I think we've done this in the past a couple of times where we'll actually take a clip from the Light Her Fire audio program, yeah. which was a best-selling audio program. Um, Ellen it, Cradman. It is Ellen Cradman. It's yeah. you know how to put fun, romance, and communication in your relationship. Makes sense. And so, yes, this makes sense. And, yeah. so, and this one has to do with opposites attracting. Oh, okay. So, yeah, let's kind of just give you a little teaser. Yeah, Paul Abdul. <laughs> oh wow! That Two song? steps forward, one step back. Yes, exactly. Isn't that, is that what it I is? Think so, Just, yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> I'm, now I'm going to have that in my head too. <laughs> and then we're going to go into, or actually, it's the last part of the segment. It's because we did the quote in the beginning. Yeah, is some homework. Right. It's good homework. You know, but what I like to do is, although we're giving advice and stuff, we have to actually have some actionable items. I like that. You know? Yeah. The idea is, you listen to this podcast. 
okay, now what do I do? It's not, right. you know, we, of course, we're trying to be entertaining, you know, sure. but I, I think as far as practicality, you want action items so that you can actually, you know, take something out of it and apply it and then also get back to us with some results. Yeah. So that's what we love to hear is stories, questions, feedback, anything. Uh, you can email us at podcast at dudes to dads.com. That's right. And or visit the website at uh, www.dudestodads.com. So let's get into it. Great right on. First is the quote. So this quote is by Harry Truman. Yes. Harry S. Truman. And the S is for sensible. I'm not sure. <laughs> smart? Smart. Harry Smart Truman. <laughs> and the quote says, I have found the best way to give advice to your children is to find out what they want and then advise them to do it. Yes. Yeah. Let me read that again. Yeah. I, I, I like this. Okay. I like this one. I have found the best way to give advice to your children is to find out what they want and then advise them to do it. Talk about empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do know? empower your children. By empower the kids yeah. to do what they want as long as it's within reason. Sure. Um, but that's a, that's a cool parenting thing right there. Yeah. I like yeah. that. So, it is. It's pretty cool. Um, and so we're going to keep that one in mind. So, and, and in fact, it'll tie into the homework. Okay. All the at the end. See, that's what cool. I'm doing here. I'm tying it all together. I'm very <laughs> as we do multiple episodes, and yeah. now we've we've gotten into this a little bit. I'm actually understanding how this stuff works. <laughs> I've got to tie it all together. <laughs> and then people say, "Wow, I didn't realize this was all related." Yeah, it correlates yeah, yeah. nicely. So, okay, let's get into it. The battlefield. So this segment of the podcast called the battle of the battlefield is about clothes. Okay. Wartime and clothes. What's that? Where the clothes. No, not the colonial about. cloaks. And stuff. <laughs> colonial basically cloaks. kids, when they're toddlers often, not all the time, but I, you see a lot of it. Yeah. They always want to wear a costume. Okay. They all of a sudden become like just fan, like, just Super amazed. Hero, yeah. I don't even know the word. They just, yeah. just um, infatuated, infatuated with yeah. costumes and yeah. characters and things like sure, that. Sure, sure. You know, and we made the mistake. I, I, you know, it's not a mistake. It was a, it was conscious that our children didn't watch a lot of TV right. or movies. You know, occasionally we'd watch something because we just don't yeah. do that very much. And so, like for example, my son <laughs> with the Toy Story. He was Buzz Lightyear. Yes. And he, he, in fact, he came into the office. That's right. Was, he came into the, the office. I totally remember and that. He was, in, yeah. he was Buzz Lightyear. And everyone's yeah. like, what's up, Buzz? <laughs> so he wore, we had to get multiple costumes because he would wear that same darn costume over and over and over again. <laughs> he was Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. According to, I mean, he thought he could fly. He yeah. just everything. Yeah. And I mean, this is common because I talked to, to other parents. Infinity and beyond. Yeah. I talked to other parents and they're like, oh yeah, we've dealt with this. <laughs> so what, the interesting part about it or the battlefield is, is that, Oftentimes, you don't want the child wearing the costume. And in fact, when it first started, I was like, why are you wearing the costume? Like, we're going to the store. You're not wearing a costume. I mean, I literally just, I had never experienced this. I didn't know about it. I, I just, you know, I was sort of that parent. It's like, you don't. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And you're not presentable. Oh, yeah. Like, or, hey, we're going over to our friend's house. Like, no, you're not wearing a costume. Like, put on your, you know, your pants and your shirt, you know. <laughs> and it became a battle. Yeah. That, like, you know, they, they, my son would just be like, I want to wear this. I want to wear this. And so, you know, he'd get upset. 
Yeah. And so, you know, my wife was actually much more open to it. She re- it didn't really bother her at yeah, all. Yeah. And I, I, you know, we had some conversations, and then of course it was the parenting classes that that actually helped me. <laughs> right. Um, you know, locally here, I, I'll give a plug to the to the parenting classes, the Joy of Parenting with Susie Walton. Oh, was okay. The, was yeah. the classes that I took. And just incredible and incredible insight. Susie's amazing. Um, you know, it, the idea of having uh, these classes available was just just awesome. And mm-hmm. so I went through that. And one of the things was just about, you know, the fact that these kids are wearing the costumes. And really, what's the what's the reason behind us not wanting the child to wear the costume is we feel like the children are a reflection of us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and you feel like you're getting embarrassed. And if somebody's looking at that going, Oh, well, how could that parent let that child <laughs> wear that? You know, walk all over. Yeah. Them. I mean, it, you know, how could, how could you just let your child wear a costume? Yeah. And it was interesting. Cause I really took a step back and realized it's like, what the heck does it matter? It, it's an child, ego thing. Know? Totally. It, ego. It, it totally does. Yeah. And it was funny that there was a teacher uh, in one of the classes, and she said she actually could tell a lot about the parents' parenting and the parenting style based on the clothing of the child. Mm-hmm. And she said often kids will come, especially when they're younger, with like two different color socks mm-hmm. or something. And the truth is, is because the parents allow their their children to dress themselves. Sure, you know, and it's not that the child the the parents are lazy or it's colorblind. Yeah, but it's not that they're lazy. It's that they're open, mm-hmm. and they really just don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, like it's just not that big of a deal. Put two on, I'm good. You know, <laughs> versus other parents are just so adamant about making sure their hair, their kids' hair is gelled, or the girls is yeah. in a ponytail, and it's exact and it's perfect, and their clothes are perfect, and you know right, everything else. Right. And the fact is, is when they're that young, it's just like everything gets ruined. Everything, you know, it's just not that big of a deal. Do you find is there some middle ground between those two things? Because you want your your kid to have some sense of like looking presentable to some degree, and not that serially in their hair Agreed. type of thing. Agree, right? Um, yeah, I mean, when they're when they're really young, I mean, you, you do want them presentable. But I think it was more the <laughs> Take choices. Take the apple jacks out of your hair, please. I think it was more the choices of the, what they're making. Yeah, so like yeah. you know the socks or the you know like my daughter would wear like three different skirts, like or she'd wear like. <laughs> shorts or she wore tights shorts and then a skirt yeah like all together yeah. and it's like Layered. okay like yeah like if that's what you want to wear right, that's what right, you want to yeah. wear now if we're going to go out to a nice dinner or something like that it's totally different well, that but, makes sense, yeah. but the idea or if there's some you know school requirements you can't let them do that when, <laughs> once they start like preschool or something <laughs> um but you know on your own time and when they're doing like who cares and really it's like <laughs> That's really about for the battlefield. It's like it doesn't have to be a battle, and yeah. and, I, and the only reason I say it is because in my house it was a battle for me. Sure, sure. at first, yeah, and, and it was an um, an unneeded battle that right. I really didn't have to make, and so it was like, yeah, you want to wear your costume, wear your costume, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, granted, you've worn it now six days in a row without <laughs> yeah. it being clean, right. so we had to get another costume. Let's try something from not Pixar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I was saying is we made the mistake of not watching too many different movies. Oh, right. So he would watch the same movie. I was like, okay, we need to just allow him to watch movies. Oh, uh, get him. Watch so, Superman so he can dress like Clark Well, Kent. Superman and Batman and all these different ones. So it's like, okay, maybe. But then we ended up having to, you know, then you'll have to go get all these costumes. Yeah. So Well, Clark, you got your own you know, little mini tie and a yeah that's true just like our kind yeah well actually we did that for halloween did you yeah and then we were and we were the toy story family for halloween oh buddy some great pictures that's awesome so that's just something i think the battlefield um of just you know let the kids wear yeah the kids wear their costumes and that's a good point you brought up that it's not it wasn't necessarily a battle with your kid it was a battle with yourself right and your kid had nothing to do with it. He's like, what's wrong yeah, I'm with like, this? Why am I getting upset? Is it like, because I'm you know, concerned at what people are going to think? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what? The kid's a young kid. And it's funny because when you do let them wear the costume yeah. and you and other parents see you, 
Yeah. They just smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, they, you're in the it. store, you're in whatever, and the other parents are just like, oh, I remember my kid. I mean, so many times the parents <laughs> would come up to me and say, uh, you know, oh, I remember when my kids were that age. Yeah. That is just magical. You know? And it is because they have older kids. And yeah. it's like you're remembering that age of just fantasy and you know just yeah. the thought. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's cool. So, all right, let's, get, let's move on and go with stuff to do. So the recommendation here is to go and get a children's joke book. They okay. do exist. No, I yeah. Well, which I remember when I was younger, and I like, I did like truly tasteless jokes, and there's like these all these dirty jokes. Um, but no, I'm talking about a nice, clean, funny children's yeah. book, uh, children's joke book. Yeah. So if they are old enough to read, mm-hmm. you get them a, a joke book for kids. And so uh, we did this actually. Actually, my son got one as a gift mm-hmm. uh, for the holidays. Yeah. No joke, he would not put it down. <laughs> and so it was one of the one of the times I said, you know what, let's just sit and tell jokes to each other. Mm. And it was so much fun. Yeah. Like, you know, some of the jokes are totally stupid. Oh, sure, you're you know, corny. And, um, but he loved reading it and then getting the reaction from people when he just started reading. I mean, he was yeah. like, you know, four or five years old. Yeah. And he was able to read the words. Yeah. You know, just some of the words. And now, I mean, he's, he's a great reader, but um, he he just loved getting that reaction out of people. So we went to a family function. It was all of our relatives and stuff. And like, that's all he was doing is like Mr. Jokes. You know, he was telling the jokes and then the people would laugh yeah. and he just loved it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So what I was suggesting is to get the book and then just take turns sitting and telling each other jokes. I mean, yeah. even if it's just for like 15 minutes, sure. Um, it, it was really, really funny. And, and, and the reason being is just that laughter is just awesome. Oh yeah, you know? in any context. And a kid's laugh hilarious. is just infectious and, and feels yeah. great. You didn't you say you you um you were telling me when we were talking about this is you you heard a baby laugh or something? Yeah, so a baby that was basically 6 days old. I went over a friend of mine's house. I didn't house know that that's was, possible. She was babysitting her nephew, a newly born nephew, 6 literally 6 days. And he started laughing and uh, he was and sleeping. It looked, and it was a legitimate It was a legitimate laugh. It was like a <laughs> And I was like I was I started cracking up. I was like I had no idea kids did you could laugh it by any at chance? that. I wish I did because <laughs> it was so funny. Because a you know you see kids laughing and it's always awesome. Right. But this, he was six days old. Oh, I that couldn't been fathom so cool. what he remembering and what he, what he was dreaming about that made him laugh. Yeah, no I don't even know. Them. I don't even know if it's conscious or something. I, I don't. Oh. He, well, because even at that age, you you, you tickle them, they don't laugh. Right. I mean, they don't have that. He's, yeah. He he just started laughing. I'm oh, like, that's awesome. That's crazy. He's gonna be a stand up comedian or something. Yeah. He's like in the womb. He's doing a routine. Laughter is great. In fact, that brings us to our next segment, Supercharge. So because laughter is so important, mm-hmm. um, and we and we read a lot of books, and you know some of them are okay, and you know some of them try to be funny. There's a book, we got this as a gift as well, because um, I talked about the children's joke book. Yeah. But this book is called The Tickle Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to play that with my yeah, lady it, too. It, uh, it comes with these gloves that are like these cush, like soft, uh, soft gloves. Yeah. And what it is is that um, we took turns. You take or you take turns being the monster. So you know you can be the monster or the child can be the monster. Mm-hmm. And you know what you do and you read it and then it says like you know all right you know the the it's the story about the monster and he's tickling the person's toes or mm-hmm. their knees or their earlobes or whatever and so it goes through different parts of the body and you tickle them mm-hmm. and then at the end you like just go and it's like they tickle everywhere yeah you know? yeah my kids no joke 
this was every single night they wanted the tickle monster. <laughs> They've grown out of it a little bit, but just yeah. the other night they brought it back. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, they just they love it. <laughs> they love it. It's it, it and it's so much fun to hear that laugh because that's why I said when, when at night you know for us it's a routine of reading. Yeah. You know, when we, when, before they go down to sleep, we we read them a book, and even if it's just 10, 15 minutes or whatever. But this book is so interactive because you get to tickle or be tickled yeah. that it's just really, really fun. It's really, really fun. And you know what we'll do too? Uh, we'll put a link on um, on the website. On dudesdads.com. Yeah, on dudesdads.com. So that uh, – because I think you know it's sold in a, a bunch of different places. I mean most bookstores, you can go to Borders or, sure. or you know you can buy online on Amazon. But So you can get this in actual brick-and-mortar yeah. stores. Yeah, totally. It's a very, very popular book. Yeah, I, I, cool. We've gotten it as – it's our great gifts yeah. for people. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've gotten this for, for gifts. And, and it's, it's relatively inexpensive. I mean it's just a book and then it comes with a glove. Some gloves, so, some fuzzy yeah, gloves. some fuzzy gloves. <laughs> it's, it's really, really cool. That's cute. So, um, so be sure. So we'll put the link on there and we do get a little bit. So, you, uh, I think they give us a little bit of kickback, okay. you know, so if we put the link on there, so yeah, if anybody wanna wants to support, help uh, the podcast, dudes dads, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's cool. Cool. Right on. All right. And next up, we're going to go and light her fire. I honestly believe that the reason we meet and fall in love with someone who has our opposite temperament is because her strengths are your weaknesses and your weaknesses are her strengths. It's like having a puzzle and that piece finally fits. If I can teach you to accept, appreciate, and love your differences, then you will relate so differently to your mate. If you can learn to love her for who she is, not what you want her to be, or imagine she should be, then love will flourish. So the question is whether, in your relationship, Alan, do opposites attract? Opposites attract. Now, that's a good question because I do believe that to some variable, like, I believe in complementary relationships. So that there is things, and this is exactly what... Um, Ellen Kreidman was saying is that you can have uh, complementary styles like if you're too opposite I feel like there will be that kind of like deflection because right. because you don't see the world the way the same way well what about the whole the strength and weaknesses thing so like well, the, something yeah, that you're yeah. really strong in it might be your girlfriend's yeah it weakness. might be a weakness now the thing is it depends on what kind of person you are obviously if you're if your weakness is you don't like to be exposed and someone capitalizes on that and you feel insecure it's right. going to be a problem right that being said uh if you realize that you have this weakness and that person's awesome like i'm not really good with finances to be honest with you and so if my girlfriend is awesome with finances and knows how to be fiscally responsible it's right. a completely complimentary thing to me right and uh without going overboard and like being overbearing because i don't i sure i would react very vehemently against someone who's overbearing that's the opposite of me i'm not an overbearing person so if someone is overbearing there's an opposite clash. That's yeah. why I say complementary is probably a better phrase sure, yeah. for me. It's, yeah. more, it's a yin and yang type of thing. No, that makes that makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah I, I, I I think I totally agree with that. I mean, I think it's kind of the same with myself and, and my wife. I mean, we're, we're, we're very complementary in many mm-hmm. aspects, so mm-hmm. that totally rings true. Um, you know, no, there are things where, you know, I'm conservative, mm-hmm. not, not politically conservative, right, right. but – um, you know, just, I like privacy and things sure. like that where my wife just doesn't care, <laughs> you know, she's a free spirit that way. And it's like, you know, there are times where I might be uncomfortable with that free, you know, that freeness that she has, but it's also what attracted me to her. Yeah. And then at her side, you know, my conservative nature, you know, can be a little bit restrictive for her, but then also appreciating and saying, you know what, but he's, you know, consistent and yeah. solid and you know, that kind of thing. And, yeah. So there's, yeah. there's sort of that, uh, that, that good dynamic. So I think that yeah. does, that does ring true, you know, in many different aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like that aspect of having a, you know, a kind of someone who, who augments the places where you're not so strong. Right. And I, I, 
that I think relationships should be like that. You should be able to, you know, if that person's feeling down, then you know how to pick them up and vice versa. Right. And so, uh, you know, yeah, but I, t- I totally agree with it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So let's move on to the last segment, mm-hmm. homework. So we're going to come back to the quote. Uh, this was the quote at the beginning of the episode. Okay. Um, let me go ahead and read it again. All right. Because the homework has to do with that. <laughs> okay. So in yeah. case you forgot from yeah. 15, so, minutes ago. Well, or in case you're just joining us. Although, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. This isn't live. They can't just join Rewind us. Rewind and listen to it. They can just push backwards. So, so the quote is, I have found the best way to give advice to your children is to find out what they want and advise them to do it. All right. right. So you ready for the homework assignment? All right. Because that's we want homework assignments that are actionable items yeah. so that people can take what they hear from the podcast yeah. and actually go do something with it. Right. All right. So sometime within the next few days, when you're about to give your child advice, pause and then think about what was just said. In the so quote. in the quote. Yeah. So instead of giving them advice, ask them what they want and then agree to it. Mm. So what happens often is as adults, we we think that we're very smart. And we are in some cases. (laughs) Some of us. And especially, you know, and and I think it's a fault of many parents to not give their kids enough credit, Mm -hmm. you know, and we thinking that we have to direct them and control them in some aspects. Whereas the the truth is, is that they are very capable often Mm -hmm. and and typically much more capable than we give them credit for. Yeah. You know? Right, Um, right. In fact, uh, one of our... Meetup uh, member Scott wrote an awesome article um, on uh, on the website. Okay, about the sky's the limit. Don't limit the sky. If if I mean, I I invite everybody to read this. Is it's, it on dudes to dads. It's on dudes to dads dot com okay. in the at the blog in the blog. the blog section. Okay, yeah, cool. and it's really about allowing your child some freedom mm-hmm. and the freedom. And Scott is just a great proponent of this. He he brings that to the table of allowing that freedom and allowing the kids to sort of do what they feel is right. Or, you know, and in, and in this case, that's, it's, this was about risk taking. And so, you know, in, in that same way, you know, you're going to give your child some advice on many different things, Yeah. but instead of doing that, just maybe take a pause and just be like, Hey, what do you think we should do here? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you think we should do? Yeah. And that empowers them quite a bit. And yeah. so, I mean, that could be anything. I mean, there's just all kinds of situations. Even if you know the answer or what the right answer should be, <laughs> it's like, hey, what do you what do you think we should be doing in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I teach like that actually because you know I teach a class at UCSD, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do know the answers to certain things. Right, I'll, I'll kind of ask them what they what What do you think we should do with this situation? Or right. I'll have a website up there, and, and I'm teaching them how to optimize a website. It's like, what's what do you think we should do? The first thing we should do right now. I mean, this is, we just went over this right. lesson. So right. if, if they don't know, it's like, were well, you paying attention? <laughs> you know, oh, we, I have it right here. But what do you think you should do? Right. Look at this. Yeah, let's look at this, and I'll do it with them, right. and kind of go through it. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. And then they, and then they start understanding it better yeah. when they're actually empowering themselves to, to rather than just regurgitate what I said. Yeah, and I think you know, for kids, they love the idea of helping. Mm-hmm. So you often want to give your kids advice. Sure, but. You want to listen to them too. And so let's say, you know, you're going to cook dinner mm-hmm. or something and, and you know, you, you know that they should be eating with a fork, you know, or <laughs> something you say, is. and you're saying, you know what, 
what's what's the best way or what's another way that we could do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's a sort of very common thing. But, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you're sort of asking them the question of like how to solve something. Yeah. You know, or, you know, you're allowing them that freedom. And I think that that's really important. That's yeah. interesting because you could go into it like, well, you know, you don't want to use a fork and you want to use your hands. But what about why? But your hands get really messy. How's that? Yeah, like how do we solve that? that? Right. Well, we can do this. About oh, okay, well, we can do that. But then oh, well, you need the napkin. Now, how many napkins did you just use? Right. Twenty. We ran out. Maybe it's just better to use the. Four. Yeah, parent parenting <laughs> parenting is definitely full of questions. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah. It's a good style of doing it of asking these questions, and yeah. you may know the answers to them, but allowing them to sort of come up with the answer. Draw their own conclusions. Yeah, you know what we do. Uh, what reminds me is like sort of we do that sometimes when we're upset. Um, I may say, hey, listen, I mean, like, you know, this isn't working for me. Like, what what do we do here? Yeah. Like, how do we solve this problem? You're mad at your sister and you're mad at your brother. Yeah. Like, what do we do? How do we make daddy feel better? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but how do we do this? How do we solve this? Yeah. You know, because I know that I'm going to say, well, you go over here and you go over there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even at that age, at four and six, they, they can solve that problem. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I don't have to solve all the problems. Right. And, and it really... Right. It really helps when you give that trust into them, yeah, and, and allow them to do it. And you're still there to police it because with their their yeah. ideas, well, absolutely. How about I horrible. pop upside the head? <laughs> right. Well, I want to hit them. Yeah. No, no, you can't do that. Yeah. So, it's so fine. anyway, so that's just you know, give them that that empowerment, and yeah. and I think it'll go a long way. Great, so, awesome. Is there anything else you've got here, uh, Alan? Or are we all done? I think we're all done for today. We're going to want to reach us. How do they reach us? Podcast at dudes perhaps. That is one way. Is there another <laughs> way? One eight hundred. No, we don't have an eight hundred number. I wish we cool. did. That'd be cool. That'd I'll be look at it. Yeah. Okay. Considering we don't have a phone. Well, we could use our cell phones or some way. I don't know. Yeah, but they're not calling live. That's true. But we have to have a live broadcast. We need to get a Deuce of Dads like Twitter thing. We do have Twitter thing. We do have a Twitter thing. Are you kidding me? Of course we do. Well, there we at go. At Dudes to Dads. Perfect. There we go. So they can hit us up on Twitter. Come on, I'm an internet marketer. (laughs) Give me a little bit of credit. Let's see. I was letting you solve it as according to your homework assignment. Oh, that's true. Oh, you already knew. Oh, see? I'm pretty sharp here. You are a quick learner. I'm going to be a good dad. Yeah, you're very quick learner. (laughs) Be careful with that. All right. So uh, with that, uh, thanks again for uh, joining us here on the show. Be sure to spread the word as well. Yeah. Um, if you're enjoying what we're doing here, you know, we'd love to hear feedback, as we said, um, but also, you know, tell other people that, that might enjoy it. Although it is a podcast for dads, we have gotten some feedback and a, and a couple of emails that uh, that women like to listen. Yeah, exactly. That was surprising. I, I, well, it helps, you know, and I think they, they're dealing with the dads. So yeah, that's true. Sense. I think I think or they're listening to it and then they're going to like go tell their significant others to go listen. Yeah, you should listen to this guy. But yeah, so we want to hear some feedback about what it is that you like, what you don't like, and and uh, yeah, absolutely. get get some feedback there. So otherwise, we just sit behind this mic and we talk about what we like, <laughs> which is we could totally do. We could totally do, and then just nobody's listening. You hear a bunch of crickets. Like, why does that podcast have zero listeners? You know, that's not going to be very fun. No. The whole point of doing this is to you know to share stuff with people, and yeah. so that you know people can get advice or just have some fun with it, and so yeah. um, that kind of interaction is cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Alan, we'll uh, see you soon. See you next time. All right, take care.